broadcasting on the BBC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the BBC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 89 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor and Damon. How's it going, fellas? Good. Did we just get a new intro? No, there's no new no new intro yet. Uh, <laughs> why, uh, teaser, why did, teaser. Yeah, teaser for the future that I'm gonna we're gonna have a new intro. Yeah, maybe we'll see. <laughs> I mean, it's not even really gonna be new. It's gonna be the same intro, just a little different. So sometimes Tom just goes rogue. <laughs> I do, I do. I mean, but to be fair, I when I told you about this, you said you didn't care. So. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> so anyway, you'll you'll everyone will just have to wait and see. We're we're not we're not. I'm not ready to unveil that one yet. But um, so what's going on, guys? How's everything going? Should be somebody famous. What if we got somebody from the Mandalorian to do the intro? See, I think that's what it should have been. What? Someone famous? <laughs> yeah, somebody famous. To How do the heck am I going to get somebody famous to do it? <laughs> I mean, I can get somebody famous? famous. Yeah, do we need somebody from, from Disney? We should have gotten um, Alex Hirsch to do the intro. Could you imagine that? I mean, that'd be pretty cool. That'd but I mean, but then we'd have to... Yeah, but we have to change the intro. Like, he's Who not cares? Gonna, he's not going to do our Jungle Cruise intro. No, but I mean, really, you would do pass you, that up? <laughs> do, do you know that, Tom? I mean, I guess he could. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> he could do instead of do. He could do the skipper. Uh, you know, I, I just I, I just spoke to with Matt Braley. That's who actually should the amphibia guy. We could okay. have had him do. We could have had him do Sprig. Does the intro? <laughs> I mean, you can't really pass those up. So, it's, so while I appreciate what Tom's trying to do, if we get anybody famous, we're gonna we're gonna have to shelve whatever Tom does. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm just saying we could change the we we could change. We should the have voice Winnie the Pooh. Should have, we, had, we, we talked to Jim Cummings. We should have had Winnie the Pooh intro. Yeah, we didn't have time to do like a recording session with him. Plus, we didn't really have good quality connection. It was over the phone. You know, I, I need well, high yeah. quality here. Okay, we'll get better at these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right, Trevor. So, I'm I'm just saying, like, what if we replace the voice in the opening, you know, with with uh, Grunkle Stan's voice? Then we could. Do, I'll do that. You know, if he if he says the same thing in that voice, that'd be Listen, amazing. He could say whatever he wants. If he's going to give us an intro, we would be using his <laughs> intro. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, oh, so I, I wanted to start off today because I I had a update on the contract I bought like months ago now. Uh, I thought it was an interesting one because I, I was not expecting this and I, I just got an email about it. And so I, I think I told everybody, I think I told you guys, and I, I think I told the podcast audience that, uh, you know, I bought a contract that was pretty stripped down. There were no 2020 points. There were no 2021 points. Uh, so the first points were going to come in 2022. Well, and I, and I also found out that I could not close, even though I put an offer in on, I don't know, probably back in April, maybe. Uh, for this for this contract that I couldn't close until September, and that was because the uh, people that were selling the contract had a trip planned, and so they were using their 2021 points for that trip. Well, turns out they canceled their trip, so now their hundred points that they had uh, were using are going back into the 2021 use year and are now coming to me when I buy this contract, which is kind of great. I just all of a sudden got a hundred points I wasn't going to have otherwise. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's unfortunate they had to cancel their trip, but hey, free points. That's what I'm saying. Well, and not, and here's the thing, though. So they're not really free because so part of the deal was that I wasn't going to have to pay for next year's dues, right? They were going to pay for next year's dues because they already used the points. Well, now I got to pay for next year's dues, but uh, 
but I mean, still, I, I bought the contract at a little bit of a lower, uh, you know, a, a point uh, price per po- uh, dollar per point, right? Because it was stripped down. And so now I'm just, you know, getting the benefit of having those points uh, for next year and, and, and also paying that lower price that I got to pay. So I was like, that's pretty cool. I'll take mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So now I've got a ridiculous amount of points for next year and I don't know what to do with all of them. <laughs> Hopefully take a trip. Hopefully that, I mean, that's obviously the hope. So yeah, anyway, <laughs> I, I just wanted to give an update all... on that. I was pretty psyched about that. Yeah, no, that's, that's cool. Uh, so we had a listener, uh, Sarah, write in, and she wrote a very lengthy email. And so I appreciate all of the detail that you gave Sarah. Really, really detailed email about her trip that she just took. Uh, but she gave me kind of like at the end some like bullet points. Uh, and, and Sarah, I would love to read your entire email uh, on the show, but I feel like it would take, uh, take a while. It's, it's a very detailed email, which is great. I appreciate you giving me all the detail. But um, what, I, what, we decided to do, what I decided to do instead is use the, uh, your bullet points at the end of just kind of some of the different things here. So I don't know if you guys want to read these since I just did a bunch of talking. If you want to yeah, go sure. through. Um, so, uh, so Sarah just went on a trip and, uh, so she says, uh, a few takeaways from the trip. First of all, uh, she ended up deciding that she's going to go in September with the kids and the grandparents, uh, the seriousness with which Disney is approaching safety, social distancing and cleanliness is outstanding. We felt safe the whole time, more safe than at her job, which, uh, she goes to every day and, uh, or at the grocery store. Or around her community. So, so she found that her experience at Disney obviously was very, uh, um, they were very well organized. Um, she also notes that there's no way that, uh, a three year old will keep her mask on all day. So she decided that, uh, when, when she goes, she's going to keep, uh, her park visits shorts, short and do the rides that she really wants to do. Um, and then the plan is to go back to the resort and take a break and, uh, yeah. It, so, so basically she, she's, uh, she took this first trip and she's kind of figured out that, um, she's going to take another trip in September and, um, but it's going to be different because obviously, uh, taking a lot more breaks at the hotel versus, you know, doing the open to close at the park. Uh, her next point is that, uh, she's going to try and do more meals in her room. Uh, she's going to be spending, uh, her time at Old Key West. And if, uh, if she's not ordering food at Old Key West, um, she says she's actually going to be um, taking her own car and not relying on Disney transportation, which I, I think that's a fair point. Like I, I know that they've been really good about, you know, the, uh, the way the buses operate, you know, keeping social distancing and everything. But um, there is also the factor of when do buses show up and when do, uh, yeah, it's, it, yeah i've, I've heard it's the hard. transportation situation has not been great that's like the one thing that's yeah. been a little rough it's yeah. long is long waits for transportation yeah and uh the last thing that she noted was that uh food and retail options are limited and um she she goes on to say if you if you see something you want buy it um she she said uh um, I saw the perfect gift for my daughter in a gift shop, something that I've been looking for for her birthday. And I said, if it's at the gift shop, it'll be at the gift shop at the boardwalk. That gift shop's huge. And yeah, so so kind of like how, you know, I, I think we've all done that is you, you see something in one of the shops and you're like, oh, I'll find it later. And then you never see it again. So um, 
Yeah, it does so, seem like the options for food and for retail are starting to open up more. They're just doing it slowly, right? They're just opening things a little bit at a time. Because I've been seeing, you know, this restaurant's opening, that restaurant's starting to open. You know, it's just it's just happening slowly, right? And and again, you know, her her takeaway is things are still limited, and don't assume that. Yeah, you'll don't assume you'll be able to get back somewhere to to buy something, and don't assume that that you know, all the retail shops are open that you'll be able to just get what you want at any given moment. It's not, it's not like it was, you know, before all of this where, yeah, you know, there, there's 20 different gift shops and they all were carrying similar merchandise. It's, we're, we're not back at that point yet. So, um, I, I think that's some good takeaways, you know, some interesting observations of, um, you know, you do have to really treat Disney differently now when you're going. So, um, and obviously Sarah is doing that, you know, she's, she's made some notes from, from the trip that she took and she's going to adjust her plans when she goes in September, which, um, yeah, I, I, I think that's, uh, I think that's a great, uh, a great point of view on, on how we have to treat things now with, uh, our Disney trips. Yeah, I, we appreciate you writing in Sarah and giving you giving that uh that detailed uh, uh you know review of uh, of your trip and uh, like I said I sorry I can't read the whole thing but yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you breaking it out into a couple different takeaways uh you know going forward so th- thank you for taking the time to write that and we appreciate it. All right, so let's let's do some listener questions. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. we can get Damon back and wake him up or something. I, <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. Uh, so how about uh, Bobby asks, if you could trade your DVC home uh, for another resort straight up, what would you choose? I don't know who wants to go first. I, I don't I don't think I care enough. I mean, maybe Riviera. Oh, there you go. Just because, right? Because, again, there was that question of what's going to happen in a few years with Riviera on resale, right? Is that what did we – that was on the – message board and it's interesting thought process because you're right if resale riviera means they can only stay at riviera then riviera is going to be hard to get i mean it, yeah. it could definitely be challenging yeah i could see that i i feel if i was to trade mine the only other resort i would probably trade for right now would be the grand californian hmm. okay that's that's interesting I would, uh, I would, sorry, did you want to say something else, Trevor? I apologize. Uh, well, just, yeah, I, I know it's, I know it's like going East Coast to West Coast, but. But no, it makes yeah. sense though. You're closer to the West Coast, so. Yeah. Yeah, so for me, uh, I would probably trade my Bay Lake contract for uh, a Copper Creek contract. That's probably really? what I would do. Interesting. I. Why do you I, say that? <laughs> well, I, I feel, or, well, I, again, just, just for my preference, I, I would take Bay Lake over Copper Creek. Well, so I, it, it's more because you're saying because of like the short walk to Magic Kingdom or. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah location wise, it's, it, it's more ideal to me. I just have, I mean, we only, we've only stayed at Bay Lake once and it was nice. Don't get me wrong. It's just not really our style as much. And we, we just really like, I mean, we like Wilderness Lodge a lot and, and Wilderness Lodge is probably our favorite. And we're still a short boat ride away. Sure. It's not the same as a, you know, 10 minute walk into Magic Kingdom, but, uh, we still, you know, we, we still think it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's worth it to, to be a, a short boat ride away. And we actually kind of like the boat ride. Even though it's you know still a, a, you have to get on transportation, it's it is a it is a nice little trip over there. So, yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
You want to read Mary's or Damon? Um, So Mary asks, if all DVC resorts had the same resale restrictions as Riviera, what resort would you buy resale and how many points would be enough? (laughs) That's, that's, that's a tough question. Um, hmm. I don't know. You want to go first on this, Trevor? Have you thought this one through? (laughs) I mean, I, I, I was thinking about this and, and sorry. I mean, my, my first answer is, well, I've already got, points at the poly and that's where I want to stay. So, I mean, if, yeah, I guess if it was, if it was those restrictions, I would just, you know, buy a poly contract and enough points would be, would be, um, I guess around 125 points because that's enough for me to stay there for a full week during lower seasons. So that makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I think I would go with, uh, you know, even though I just had Copper Creek, I, Copper Creek would be up there. Uh, but I, I actually like my Animal Kingdom uh, points. I, I really, we enjoy Animal Kingdom as well uh, quite a bit. So I, I, and we've stayed there probably more than we've stayed at any other resort. Um, so I, I would go with, I think I'm good with Animal Kingdom Lodge or Animal Kingdom Villas. Uh, and I think I'd be okay with that. And as far as points go, you know, I've always said, and, and I, I know people, there's a lot of people that disagree with this, but me personally, if I'm going to stay in Animal Kingdom, I want to have a Savannah view. That's just, I, I feel like I, that's for me, I want to do that. I've had a parking lot view before. It's kind of like, okay, whatever. Like, I've got a young daughter. She likes to go out on the porch and, and, you know, wave at the animals and point at them and stuff like that. So to me, that that's worth the extra. So keep, with that in mind, I'd say I'd probably want 200 points there. So I could always get a a Savannah view and maybe like a one bedroom. All right. So we got uh, Jody wrote in uh, activities that DVC members can do that they don't know. So I'm back. I don't get to answer that now. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were back. (laughs) I I I wrote back. Wow. I wasn't. I was I was looking. You're too focused. Too focused, man. Go ahead. What's your answer? Um, I don't know. I have to read the question now again, right? (laughs) 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 They had the same resale restrictions. Which would you buy resale? Dude, I just don't care enough. I just would stay at Saratoga with everything. Like it wouldn't even matter to me. It, it does. It does doesn't matter to me if I want to go to a resort. I just go eat there. Like, and how many points would be enough? I don't know. I mean, that's that's a very loaded question. I mean, how many kids are my kids gonna have? I don't know. <laughs> right. I mean, I'd want enough points that I could go with my whole family and their kids. So, whatever that equals out to be. Got it. I was going to say, I feel like, you know, even if there's restrictions, Damon would still somehow get, you know, whatever booking he wanted at whatever resort. That's right. Yeah. It's it's about not caring. (laughs) Once you care, it's too hard. If you don't care, then it just comes through. It's it's, it's just a life life thing. Yeah. It's that weird when you don't want it, it happens. Exactly. Okay. No, that's fair. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, So Jody asks, activities that DVC members can do that they don't know about. Uh, right now, I not think, a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's not a ton. I mean, I think one of the ones is that I, I don't even know if they're doing it anymore. They're probably not doing it now, but uh, they were. There was that Soren behind the scenes tour that was DVC exclusive. That was mm-hmm. a thing. Uh, but that was impossible to get into because it only took like 15 people, and it was only once a week. And it, I, I tried so many times to get that tour, and I just I could never make it happen. Stuff on the cruise. I mean, there's definitely DVC member stuff on the cruise for sure. A lot more on the cruise, I think, than in the parks. Oh, there you go. There's um, there's also two. There's a DVC member special in the spas. 
that's something to know. Not everybody knows that. So, like, if you're a DVC member, there's all sorts of extra stuff they give you if you do, like, a spa pack. Why do I feel like neither one of you have been to a spa? I've been to a spa. Yeah, I've no, been to, to the spa. DVC spa. Oh no, no to no, the I've Disney spa. Disney, no. no, never. That's to what the I'm Disney saying. Spa. Yeah. That's no. what I'm saying. I feel like. Uh, I mean, have you been there, Damon? Have you of done? Of course. It? <laughs> why? Why would I not have? What did you get done at the spa? Oh, I get a massage every week anyway. I mean, pre-COVID. Gotcha, Pre-COVID. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, but yeah, I went to the Grand Floridian and and rocked the spa there. It was pretty good. Yeah, my my wife has been to the Grand Floridian one, and she's and we've also been to the the Saratoga one too, because Saratoga one's like the DVC one. Right, yeah, Saratoga, but but yeah, there's some extra stuff you can get at the, the if you tell them you're a DVC member. There's some extra stuff, plus you know discounts, of course, right? So yeah, trying to think of any other exclusive DVC things besides like you know like top of the world, of course, you know go going to the top of the world. You know, I hope, hope people would know about those. You'd hope so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, top top of the world in the lounge. I, I think those are pretty obvious. Uh, looking on the website, um, there's. So there's a couple of things at Wilderness Lodge. There's actually uh, an animation one-on-one workshop that you can do. Oh, yeah, we did know about that. That would and be cool. um, cake decorating as well. So, yeah, the cake decorating seemed like it was expensive for what it was, but yeah. But again, it, it is an option that you know a lot of DVC people maybe don't necessarily know about. I felt like we've talked about both of them, but I agree. I, I think we I, have. Yeah, we have. But but again, yeah, I, I feel they're kind of a little. Um, out there. Also, I just noticed there's a there's a mixology workshop at Alani. If you happen to go oh, to Alani, all right, yeah, mixology. That yeah. that sounds like fun. If you can yeah. get to Alani, I think Alani's still closed. <laughs> but, but it is. But yeah. uh, but, but again, when you know, that the, reopens, yeah. The I guess the thing is, is if you um, so a, a lot of people don't know this, but when you go if you go to the the DVC website, there is a whole section on member benefits and member exclusives. So, um, it's good to check that out every once in a while, because even like me looking at this now, there was a couple of things that have popped up on here that I wasn't aware of before. Like, Oh, Hey, there's, you can do beverage tasting at uh, Napa Rose lounge in the grand Californian. You know, I, years I don't ago, know if that was there before. <laughs> yeah, like uh, five or six years ago we did, they, they used to do like a big holiday party every year in December. Uh, we did that one year. That was cool. I don't think they do that anymore, though. I think they stopped doing that a couple of years ago. But yeah, uh, but yeah, there's there's definitely some cool stuff out there if you if you look for it. But there's not a lot of stuff that's like super exclusive to DVC though. Other than well, like Moonlight Magic and stuff. Yeah, like Moonlight Magic. Of <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that, everyone knows that one. Right? Yeah, well, I'd, I'd hope everybody knows that one. Mm-hmm. All right. So this last question here is specifically for Trevor from Dan, who Dan <laughs> likes to give us a weird question every week, which I actually appreciate because I, I like a random weird question and, and he's creative with it every week. So I, I give him credit for that. So Trevor, this one's all you. Yeah. So, so Dan asks uh, if I can explain all dressed chips. He says, I've had them and enjoy them. I just don't fully understand what the flavor is and why Canadian people love them. So, um, I don't think I can answer that last part either because um, Aldris chips are definitely not and you know 100% loved by everybody. You know, not a, even my wife doesn't like them. I don't know why, but um, so so the flavor is it's a. I mean, it, it sounds like you know they're they're putting all the different flavors onto it, but really it's um, I believe most or like I, I think every company kind of does their own take on it, but it's. There's definitely salt and vinegar, um, onion and red pepper, I think are the main flavors, or at least the, on the all dress chips I get. 
And yeah, I mean, it's just, I like them because like, I like salt and vinegar, but it's like that next level of salt and vinegar. And maybe that's part of it is I, I don't know. I guess when, when I was, and you guys can correct me on this, but you know, when I'm down in Florida, I have a hard time finding salt and vinegar chips sometimes. I don't know why. Um, are they not popular? I don't know. If I mean, I, I, I think, you know, Americans like salt and vinegar. I mean, we see those sometimes, but. Yeah, I just, I feel like it's, it's a lot more prevalent up here, or at least it's like, I, I can always find it. And then, yeah, again, further to that is Aldris chips are just, yeah, they're, they're, they're like a, a staple flavor around here. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had those, Damon? Yeah, I was just thinking that those new, you know, what's been actually really good is those new, um, vegetarian pork rind things. I think they're called like pig out or something. I want to say we did them on our other podcast, but they are really good. And they just introduced a salt and vinegar flavor so much better than some chips. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They're good. So yeah, Yeah, I, I, I've been out of the chip game for a while. Too much, too much fat, too much fat. Let's try to stay healthy. If I got to, you know, scooter 26 miles. (laughs) (laughs) Do a scooter marathon. Uh, okay, so let's move on to uh, DVC updates. So we had talked, uh, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, a couple podcasts ago. There's been some rumors that uh, the uh, Reflections Resort has got has been canceled. Uh, now it's been removed from the D23 uh, announcements page retroactively. So they, they literally went back to the announcement that they made and edited it so that it removed mention of this resort. Which I don't necessarily think it means all that much, personally. I don't think it means for sure that it's done or that it's canceled. I mean, maybe it means that it's on hold. But I, I do think it's funny that they would take the time to do that. I mean, this this wouldn't be the first uh, thing that Disney has announced later to scrap and just not tell anybody that they had scrapped it. You know, like they that's happened many, many, many times over the years. You know, I, I get why they did that too. Like, because I, I guess the way I look at it too, have, have you looked at anything else like space 220 at uh, any of the information they have on that? I'm, I'm so annoyed that space 220 is still not open yet. So I just, I'm right. like trying to avoid it okay. existing. Although I did see that they're doing some work on it. So it seems like they're still doing work. They, they were like painting the exterior and like, you know, getting it ready for like landscaping and stuff. So it does seem like an opening is imminent there, but we've heard nothing for, yeah, but, for a while. But, but again, the point is, is, you know, their promotional stuff, if they know that it's not coming, you know, if they don't have a, a definitive timeline, they don't want to put that out there and set an expectation. So I, I get why they would take it off the website if they don't know when it's going to happen. Because it, it it's a weird thing. I, I, I see this all the time with just, you know, different dealing with different websites, dealing with different uh, companies is that people get in, into a mentality where when it's posted on a website, it's treated as if it's set in stone. And there there's almost a mentality of, well, you promised that it was coming yeah. now or soon or whatever. Right. So. So, you know, sometimes they do have to go back and change these things just so that it sets an expectation for people to, you know, not be banging on the door going, when are you going to let me in? So I I get that. (laughs) I feel like this happens every year with Top of the World, too, right? Like last year at the end of the year, it it said, you know, it said on the DVC website that, 
you know, something about uh, the time period of which you can access Top of the World, and the ending date was 1231 of, I think, 2019 is when this was. And it was just like, okay, but that doesn't mean that it's not going to be available next year. It just means they haven't updated the website yet. Like, can we all yeah. calm down? Because <laughs> like, I remember everybody in all the groups and everything were freaking out, like, oh, they're closing Top of the World. It's like, no, they just haven't updated the website. Like, like can we calm down? <laughs> you know, but yeah, to your point, that's kind of kind of what you're saying there is that if you don't update the website, then people still think it's you know going to happen. Yeah, and and I'm I'm not holding out that this is you know done at this point. Like I I don't think that they've canceled reflections. I just think that it's um I, I think it's going to be a couple of years before we see it now. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I would say it's definitely on pause until things recover. And, you know, maybe they can come up with a better name in the meantime. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, Shady maybe Pines. they're stuck on that one. What's that? Shady Pines. Shady Pines. <laughs> for, all, for all the Golden Girls fans out there. There you go. That there one you is. go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the other piece of DVC news I wanted to bring up was uh, um, Disney has now resumed right of first refusal buybacks. So if you uh, follow that type of thing, and those that don't know, you know, for for those that out there, when you're you're buying a resale contract, uh, Disney has the right of first refusal, so they have the ability to buy it back uh, without you, you know, purchasing it. Essentially, buy it from you, uh, not from you, from the seller, but buy it out from under you. Essentially, <laughs> so anytime you buy a resale contract, uh, it has to go through right of first refusal first. Disney can choose to buy back that contract if they want, and then you don't get the contract. Uh, now, for the past couple months, though, they've been not doing any buybacks. And all of a sudden, randomly, uh, the past week, they've started buybacks again. So, And it looks like Grand Floridian, Sar- Saratoga Springs, and Old Key West have been the ones that they've been buying back Yeah, I, so far. I, I'm, I'm wondering if... Um, so I, I actually did try to contact um, DVC uh, about a week ago. And found that, yeah, that their sales center is closed at the moment, or that that was the, the automatic reply back that I got. And, um, so I, I feel that if they're starting to open this back up, I'm, I'm suspecting that they're probably opening up their sales center again, and they're probably looking at fulfilling some requests that they've had outstanding oh, to, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, it makes sense is that, you know, they, they probably have some stuff that's been pending since at least March and they're probably, I, I wouldn't be surprised if for the next little while there is a lot more buybacks because they're just trying to, to fill those, uh, fill those, um, requests. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. All right. Well, let's go ahead and do our ad. Uh, so we got, we've got DVC resale market this week. Our friends over at DVC resale. Uh, DVC Resale Market is the leader in the DVC resale industry with 11 former Disney Vacation Club guides and two former Disney Vacation Club quality assurance managers. If you're thinking of buying DVC, browse the largest selection of DVC resale listings anywhere with DVC experts on hand seven days a week to answer your questions. If you're thinking of selling, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market where over 98% of listings sell within 30 days and nearly 3,000 contracts were sold in 2019 alone. So go to dvcresalemarket.com or call 1-844-DVC-PROS. That's 1-844-382-7767. 
let them know that Welcome Home sent you. That is very important. Please let them know uh, that you heard about them from us. Uh, we really appreciate that. Again, that's dvcresellmarket.com or call 1-844-DVC-PROS. I mean, listen, I'm, I, the contract I was just talking about at the beginning of the show, I bought through them. Uh, they've been great. They sent me an email right away when they found out that, that, uh, that those, uh, owners had canceled, uh, those points and they explained every to me, everything to me. Said, listen, those points are going to go back in 2021. You'll have access to them. It's not going to cost you extra, just, you know, the dues for next year. Uh, and they were very quick and very, very easy to deal with on this. So, uh, please check them out. They're, they're good friends of the show and, uh, have been a great sponsor to us over the years. So. All right. You guys want to talk about this Epcot fountain? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So we saw like, uh, you know, we saw some things. Uh, uh, they talked to D23, you know, about some of the Epcot plans. And one of the things was the new fountain that they're going to install. And, and they've actually, they've just installed it. They installed these gigantic uh, Lucite pylons uh, that are, I think they said they're, how much? 4,000 pounds each. Did you see that? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Don't want to get crushed by those. Yeah. No. They're, no and climbing. They're not moving when, you know, it. I don't care what kind of hurricanes coming through. Those are not going anywhere. <laughs> no. I would assume that they've got them pretty anchored down pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they're super cool. I mean, did you guys see these things? I mean, they're clear and they got a cool, like, almost like a rainbowy effect to them. I don't know what you would call it, but. Prismatic. Uh, wh- what's that? Prismatic. Oh, there you go. Prismatic. I yeah. like it. And then they're stamped with the uh, old Epcot logo, which is super cool. Which is now the new, or well. Which is now the new Epcot the, logo. The, yeah. the, the, they brought back the old, so it's the, the current Epcot logo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw the, I watched the, go ahead, sorry. No, I was I was just going to say, it's uh, the, it, the I, I don't know if it's stamped or if it looks like it's like in the, like, or... Yeah, is it, it, like, is it on the edges or is it inside? Yeah, yeah. I oh, can't okay, tell. you mean like is it carved into the front or is it within the? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you can't. I really gotta imagine it, it should be inside. That way, it'd be easier to, for upkeep, right? I think yeah. it might. Oh, it's. I think it's inside. It's so hard to tell from the pictures. Yeah, I just. I really hope that like the these look amazing, and I hope that they can keep them looking like this for a long time. Yeah. That that is the problem, right? Yeah. This is, Lucite can scratch easy, can get a little foggy. And I'm sure Disney knows what they're doing, as always. Yeah, as usual, I think yeah. they probably have a good a good handle on this. What they say they used um, the the three acrylic pylons uh, standing over 16 feet tall and weighing more than 4,000 pounds were digitally modeled, then milled and polished using state of the art technology to achieve a perfect finish and amazing reflection effect. That's what they said. I hope they have a good coating on them to, yeah, like Damon said, you know, those things, they will get scratched up if, uh, yeah, I, I, I just hope that they, who's going to be the first person to climb them. That's really the problem. <laughs> That's really yeah. the question is who's going to climb up there. I mean, the fountain below, it's pretty large though. I mean, you'd, you'd it'd be kind of tough to get there. You're underestimating people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I'm underestimating the stupidity of human beings. I, I, I'm sorry. You're right. I apologize. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. No, I mean, you're right. Who is going to be the first one? There's also, I, I saw there's an aerial view of this, too. I mean, it's it's a pretty large fountain. It's It's like it used to look, but I mean... You know, these things are pretty far in the middle. But you're right. I mean, it's it wouldn't be impossible for somebody to get there. Yeah. If they want, if they really wanted to. 
I, I guess it's only a matter. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they could definitely get there before security gets to them. So, yeah. <laughs> I would imagine if that's a problem that they would probably have somebody from security nearby. <laughs> but I, I think these are super cool. I'm glad that they're going back to some of the retro Epcot stuff. And I know, Damon, you as a big Epcot fan probably. I love me Epcot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if you like all the retro stuff that they're going back to. Like, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, well, because I know you're like a you're the, you're the type of person that doesn't like want them to change anything ever, right? So <laughs> exactly, exactly. So this is good for you. Yeah, I mean, I I feel this is like them undoing the changes that they made back in the nineties. Yeah, kind of. So kind of seems that way. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to see stuff like this still happening, you know, with all the stuff that they've put on pause or canceled or, you know, we don't know if all the stuff that's happening at Epcot, what is still happening and what's still not, you know, what's not going to happen or any of that. We really don't know at this point. So it's it's kind of nice to see some progress on that that whole entrance, you know. Yeah, I, I almost forgot now that they they removed all of the tombstones from the front there too. Like it's it almost seems like those were never there in my brain, and I, I also haven't been back since they removed them. So uh, it, I just kind of almost forgot for a second that it's all planters, and you know, and, and the whole entrance is completely different now. Yeah, I I know that some people you know or you know people had their their pictures on those <laughs> tombstones and stuff. It's just I I never liked them to begin with. So I feel like pictures a charitable thing to call that because if you walked up to those things and looked at them, there's no way you're discerning a, a human being from that. <laughs> they they were like 1990s digital pictures, so like you know, sixteen yeah, by sixteen pixels, dis- discernible though. I thought. Yeah. I don't know. I just always looked at them. I'm like, that just looks odd. <laughs> just, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. You, you never played with like digital cameras back in the 90s, did you? I I mean I I did I I think I had I think I had my first digital camera was like 2001 maybe it weighed like a ton and I think it was like eight megapixels or something. Yeah, you see, by then you you got a reasonably good picture out of them. There was a point oh, yeah, where yeah. yeah they they were not I had that Sony with the floppy disk. It was like big oh, like a floppy yeah. disk. That thing was like probably one of the best cameras at the time. Though I love that thing. Yeah, I remember those. I was, I. I I worked at a computer store and I wanted to, I almost bought one of those, but then I ended up buying a cell phone. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. It's, I mean, I guess it's appropriate to talk about uh, late, you know, nineties when we're talking about Epcot. Cause you know, a lot of, a lot of people feel like Epcot has been stuck in the nineties for a while and that's why they're doing all this stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So, okay, cool. Well, I'm, I was so psyched when I saw this. There's also, there's a video floating around. If you guys haven't seen this yet, uh, I think I posted the video to our, our Facebook page. You can see a video of behind the scenes of them, like putting them into place and, and everything. And, and apparently they are going to do like an official revere, revere, reveal of this later this year. Uh, so there's, I'm sure there'll be some sort of event that they're going to do, uh, for, for that. So that should be, should be really cool, uh, once that does happen. But if you haven't seen them yet, go check them out, if, especially if you're like an Epcot fan. So yeah, I, I look forward to seeing the, the finished result with everything redone. <laughs> Yeah, I look forward to seeing them, you know, in person. It's it's one thing to see them here, but I mean, they don't look that big here. And what, what did I say? They were sixteen feet tall. True. I mean, 
it's that's pretty cool when you walk up to something like that and it's that big and you know you don't realize how big things are it was kind of like i there was like this with the skyliner you know where where you know you were looking at the picture of the skyliner and it was like wow those gondolas look pretty small and then you get there and you see them and you're like oh man this thing's huge (laughs) like (laughs) way bigger than you thought it was you know and and that's that's always how these things go right so uh do you want to bring up this next one i didn't even know this was a thing i'm not gonna lie yeah, so I guess, yeah, Disney World Resort Hotels are no longer offering late checkout until further notice, which you're right. I, I didn't know oh, you. I used to use that all the time. I love late checkout. Well, geez, but I get it. I, right? I wish I had known this because we, <laughs> what we would always do is check out and then go sit in the lobby for a couple of hours until we, our Magical Express showed up. So if I knew I could check out later. We tended to not do it that often because we would want to leave early in terms of driving because we've always driven. But yeah, we've done it a few times. I, I think, you know, with the extended cleaning they have to do, I th- it makes sense. I get it. There's no yeah. way you could have late checkout and then regular time check-in just with the cleaning involved. Yeah, exactly. Like they, they do need a certain amount of time for things to sit and sanitize and all that. So yeah, it, it, it makes sense. But, you know, like you said, Damon, I, I, I wish I knew that this or sorry, Tom said this. I wish I knew this was an option because I would have actually used this. <laughs> well, I, you know, I probably wouldn't have used it, but I just didn't even know it was a thing. I, I just would never even think to ask for that. And, and I guess you could get as late as two o'clock sometimes, uh, you know, or, or you could request, you know, a little bit later based on availability. Uh, but I just, I honestly never knew that was a thing. I just would have never thought to ask. And I guess for me, I, you know, we always drive and so we would, you know, pack up the car the, the, on our last day and then go to the parks. And then when we were done, we'd just hop in the car and leave. So we didn't really need our room, uh, you know, for anything. But if for you, Trevor, it makes a lot of sense because you guys are flying out, right? So, you know, it, it probably would be nice to get yourself together before your flight or, or whatever else you need to do. But yeah, like I said, what our routine usually is, is that we, we pack up and get out of the room by 11 and then we're sitting down in the lobby with all of our luggage waiting for the bus to show up. So yeah. And and I know like I could drop, I know I could drop off my stuff at Bell services and everything, but then that's like an extra, like that's more hassle that I have to go through. So it would have been nice if we could have just had the room a little bit longer and then yeah, when it was closer to the time we were supposed to go, we just, you know, take everything from the room and go straight to the uh, the bus stop. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and like and like you, you guys said, I mean, it makes total sense why they're not allowing this right now, right? They're trying yeah. to do extra sanitation. They're trying to do extra cleaning. Uh, it totally makes sense why they wouldn't do that. So I get it. I mean, and the resorts aren't full anyway, but, you know, at the same time, you know, they, they don't have all their staff back either, probably. So mm-hmm. It's uh, it it makes total sense, and, and I'm sure things will things will continue to change as you know as as things in the world change, right? <laughs> so as things get more back to normal, then uh, then you know maybe that that'll change again. But it's I don't feel I don't feel like it's a, like an official Disney policy though, right? It's it seems more like an exception kind of thing. Yeah, I I mean obviously yeah they didn't advertise it very well, so. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. well they probably don't want to advertise it right so exactly yeah all right anything else about this we'll move on no all right cool uh so another thing that that is a sign of uh things that are are you know good to come here uh some of the performers that 
uh, previously had been, uh, I don't want to say at this point furloughed, but they were one of the unions that represents uh, the, the actors, essentially. So all the people that do the stage shows and, and uh, you know, like uh, Indiana Jones and uh, Finding Nemo and Beauty and the Beast, all that kind of stuff. Uh, those performers were under one union and that union was not in agreement with Disney about going back to work yet. And so uh, they just finally came to an agreement now after like a, a month or two of uh, going back and forth here. Uh, so now, and, and you actually, there was some impact to the parks on this because there's all sorts of things in their contract where they can't, uh, Disney can't put on like certain shows that uh, require like complex choreography and stuff like that without these union workers. So like the Beauty and the Beast show, they had changed it to like a musical show of some sort where they were just playing music and had some characters on stage, I guess. And like they changed that they changed that Disney Junior show to be something different, too, because they didn't have the people from this union able to work. So uh, this is a good thing. This is good. These performers are now coming back and we'll start to get, see some of the, uh, the regular shows coming back. Yeah. I, I feel that's, you know, a, a sign of not returning to normalcy, but you know, on the right path. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they, uh, I'm glad they found a way to, to make this work so that they can get these people back in the parks and we can start, you know, I, the shows aren't mandatory, but it's nice to, you know, see some of these things happening again. <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think it's good. I, I think, you know, those things were, we, I mean, we always like to go to the shows, even things like that you wouldn't think of, like the, the bird show at Animal Kingdom was something that they had to modify. And, you know, the Indiana Jones show, I mean, that was something that, you know, all, all of those people that are in those shows are all represented by this union. So, uh, so no, it's, you know, it's, it's a good thing. It's, I'm, I'm glad to see these folks coming back to work too. Cause I know there was also some of the people that belong to this union that were rebelling against the union that wanted to come back to work. Uh, so there were, there was a lot of uh, things on the internet about that, but, uh, you know, seems like they finally came to a amicable, uh, agreement. So that's, that's good news. Did you guys, uh, did you guys see, uh, this, this, uh, lightning bolt that struck uh, galaxy's edge? Did you guys see that video? I didn't watch the video. I heard about it, though. Yeah. Yeah, the video is kind of crazy. It's only like a two-second video, but man, it was it was kind of crazy. And of course, there was a lot of jokes about it, you know. Uh, I, I, there was there was a lot of funny things here. Like the Emperor Palpatine thing is was... Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fitting. Yeah. yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> it's an easy joke to make, right? Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so the interesting thing about this though is Rise of the Resistance was closed the next day. Apparently, uh, there was something with some blown electrical equipment because this bolt of lightning hit, which, you know, Disney's got like, they have, I don't know if everybody knows this, that Disney has hidden lightning rods like everywhere in the parks. You can see them if you look for them, but there's hidden lightning rods all over the parks. So it probably hit one of their lightning rods, but still, it can still screw stuff up. Yeah. I, I don't know if you guys watch, uh, Tim tracker or not, but, um, I I think it was like last week or the week before he was in magic kingdom. And similarly, the, uh, the castle got struck by lightning and he got it on video. And so, yeah, it's, it's a pretty common thing that happens. It's just, I I guess I'm surprised that rise. The resistance was closed. It sounds like they weren't, uh, or they thought they had things figured out for grounding, but obviously not. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it, it struck pretty close to it, too. I mean, apparently, I, I think I'd read, too, that Muppets was down that day, too. So maybe it hit just some electrical equipment or something that, you know, 
powers the rides in that area or something. I don't know. What do you think we're going to get with Muppets now that the show that's not all that great is on? It's okay. It's you okay. Like the yeah. show. I like it, but it, it's getting. <laughs> it's... You know what it was is that I liked it when it was like I watched three, and now I'm like, hmm. The, the format is interesting, but not yeah I, sustainable. I feel yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it kind of falls into the same tropes. I noticed. <laughs> yeah, like the first yeah. three, I was like, oh, this is great. Like I love the Muppets, and then I'm like, hmm. They can do more with it, I feel like. I feel like there's there's a good base there that they can build off of, but I feel like they need to have more variety. I just hope that means we're going to get something back in the parks bigger and better. I would like to see that. I, I mean, I like the show, but maybe update it. Yeah. We we talk we talk about, you know, we talk about Dis- Disney properties underrepresented in the parks. I feel like Muppets is is one of well, those even though they have I don't know if it's I don't know if show. it's underrepresented. I think it's um it's kind of just not its own thing. Yeah, it's it's just not up to date. Like I don't know, I, I'm underrepresented. I, I just don't know if that's the correct term. Uh, underwhelming might, might be the term. Well, that that's what I'm saying. Like they could have a whole land. They could have a whole Muppet themed land that would be pretty cool. But it's very small. It's mm-hmm. just the one ride and the one shop. Yeah, a land would be pretty good. I'd, I'd still want Gravity Falls land or Amphibia land. Dude, I feel like Amphibia <laughs> would be like the perfect land at this point. <laughs> Nix that whole. Crap storm of Avatar and, uh, you know, make that amphibia <laughs> land. What? I could be on board with that. <laughs> I mean, even if you don't like the rides in Pandora, like the, at least the land is amazing. The, the, the food is pretty good. Yeah. The food but is pretty the, good. the scenery, the floating rocks are amazing. No? That's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> I just, I think that w- the problem is, is that it's so carved out. Yeah. That it doesn't feel like a full land. It feels like an afterthought. I feel like I understand that there's a lot of money involved building that. But if it was twice the size, it would be 10 times as good. Well, it, it, just at that size, it took them, what, like, was it five yeah. years, six years to get that done? Yeah. <laughs> it took forever <laughs> to get that done. Uh, so, yeah, it's I, I get what you're saying. But it's still, it's still a pretty nice size land. But mm, I don't know if I would agree with that. You don't think it's a nice size? I think it's no. Like four- I think it's way too small. Really? I think it's a, and I just think it's over ten the, acres. I think the, the way that it's set up is like it's like a sliver. You, you know, when you go to like look at a piece of land when you're going to buy a house, like you'd rather a square than a sliver. I feel like it's a sliver. That's just the way I feel about that land. Because mm. uh-huh. like you have to you walk in. Well, straight I hate and that ride. Kind of so take that- a right. Oh well, yeah, that's because <laughs> you hate flight of, flight of passage. No, no, no. <laughs> I just feel like when when you walk in. And, and you make that left just right into the land itself, right? I feel like it's not wide. It's just deep. And in terms of being deep but not wide, it just makes it feel smaller. It's it's the difference between the Outer Banks and Hilton Head. <laughs> right? When you talk about straight up size. I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's just that when I can see from one side of Outer Banks to the other side, I can see both sides of the ocean. It doesn't feel as big. I get what and that's saying. what I feel like exactly. I, that is, it's the Outer Banks of Disney. That's what it is. <laughs> All right, that's an interesting way to put it that I hadn't thought of. <laughs> so this was a fun tangent because we started off in Hollywood Studios and went to Magic Kingdom and then Animal Kingdom. Then Animal Kingdom, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just but, all over the place. Yeah. Well, how about how about this next thing? I don't know if one of you guys wants to. It's interesting. So the new Baby Yoda photo pass magic shot at Disney Hollywood Studios makes you feel like a Mandalorian. I, 
I, I shouldn't even have read that last part. That makes me feel. <laughs> don't tell me how to feel. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't tell, tell me how to me feel. How to feel. <laughs> um, it's basically the baby Yoda and it's little floating crib. But it's thing. a magic shot. Like, why can't yeah. I get a real baby Yoda? Well, I, I'm sure that <laughs> takes a child. little bit longer why can't to I get do, the child? right? I mean, that takes a little longer. But they have, pre- like, here's the thing. They have pretty good the child toys as it is. You're telling me Disney can't do something better than that as a photo pass? I don't know. That's uh, we get we get BB-8. Why can we not get yeah Baby Yoda? Yeah. Well, I I don't think that that's it's completely. I mean, they did this with Baby Groot, and they did it with BB-8, like you said. So I don't think it's off the table. I think they will do that at some point. I don't think there's a chance. They won't have, and I don't a, want this. I want to be amazed when that happens. Yeah, I get it. This is the, this is the, the shortcut for now, though. Yeah, if, this is filling have, a gap. Is what I this don't is like doing. that. Yeah, don't give me shortcuts. <laughs> <laughs> I still want. I would still want this. You don't want a picture not. with Baby Yoda, even no? Because what are you doing? Like, what are you doing with that picture? See, uh, listen. Even if you're gonna put up pictures in your house at Disney, which is great. Actually, I'm in the midst of a, a, a interesting project uh, with some Disney pictures. But I don't want, I don't think people are putting up that many magic shot pictures. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that's the picture. Like, it's, you look at it, you go, oh, that's kind of cool. And that's it. Then never to be seen again. Uh, I, I don't know. So what I'm doing, I have to talk about a picture. Now I got a tangent okay. away okay. from this. Tangent away. So my wife had asked, you know, we're, we're putting together, my parents are finally moved out into their part of the house and uh, we're putting together that spare bedroom and it's going to be, you know, you know, our Disney room, it's not going to be crazy Disney, but there's, you know, we have a Winnie the Pooh cell and we have, um, I don't know, another picture anyway, but we're putting them up and my wife was like, oh, well, it'd be nice if we had a picture of the kids from Disney, you know, canvas, maybe like a 12 by 12, 18. No, I think she said 18 by 18 picture of the kids. So what I'm doing is though, I said, oh, that sounds cool. But what if they were all the same age? So now I'm going back and making sure, you know, my daughter's only 10. So I have a nine-year-old picture of, of the three of them so that they're all the same age, at least when I put it up, rather than taking the picture, you know, nine, you know, gosh, I don't even know the difference in age. Now, nine, I guess it would be 13 and then 15. Instead of doing that, I'm just doing nine, nine, and nine. That's my tangent. There we go. <laughs> That's my tangent. There we go. <laughs> I like the idea of a Disney room. I've, I've been meaning to change my office into into a Disney room, and I just haven't gotten to do that yet. I have all those posters that I bought back in October. Uh, you know, remember I told you guys I bought all those attraction posters yep, when I was sitting around doing they're, nothing. They're you're still dope. not framed yet, so they're just sitting in the in the tube. They I haven't even taken them out because I don't even want to take them out. I just want to get them framed, and then I'll. I have, and it's funny because Trevor, you'll probably appreciate this more. I have, let's see, probably 20 architectural tubes filled with exclusive like posters and things from um, New York Comic Con and yeah. Toy Fair. Mm-hmm. So some of the things I have, it, it's, and again, I just don't know where to put them in my house. It's so difficult. I have a lot of posters for games that never made it out. Remember that Kurt Schilling game, the, the MMO that was supposed to come out and then the company all folded? Well, anyway, they had had posters (laughs) and they signed them right while they were there. And I have stuff like that. And it's the same thing, Tom. It's like, you know, they're just sitting in these architectural things. I felt like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have this house. I'm going to put up like 20 of them. And there's nowhere to put anything. There's never (laughs) anywhere to put anything, especially newer houses, because the open floor plan does not lend itself to walls. 
See, I, my problem is more just I have plenty of wall space. I just don't want to spend the money that it costs to frame all this stuff because it's, you know, it costs a lot of money to frame stuff. You know, I ended up doing a lot of this stuff just online, getting frames online that fit. And then just doing it myself, you know, just if they're matted frames, I mean, how hard is it? Like, what do you, you know what I mean? Like, what do you need to do? I'd rather have it done by he's, a professional. He, he, he's just, lazy. That's all it comes down. No, to. It's, it's, not, lazy. it's not to do lazy. I just want, if I'm, I'd spend some money on these posters and I want them to look nice in a frame. It has nothing to do with being lazy. I just want to get them professionally done as opposed I, to however I would do them. Can, can you tell me what the difference is though? Uh, I don't know. I mean, okay, I have stuff that I frame myself that, you know, looks all right, but the stuff I've had professionally done looks way better. I just, it just looks for, nicer. For the poster, my attraction posters, which are framed and hung on the wall, um, we had, so you, you can get different, um, borders done for them. Mm. And that was part of why we did it is that the accent borders actually yeah. work with the posters. So exactly. But, to your point, Damon, yeah, I could have done it myself. It's just I, they were given to me as a gift, and part of it was the uh, the framing of them. It's okay. You know what? We'll be on episode 149, and they still won't be framed, and that will be fine. <laughs> Mine are all in my stairwell, and I look at them every day. I'm, I'm going to get them done sometime soon here, so uh, it's it, it needs to get done. Also, so. so side note to what you were saying, Damon, about the, uh, the gaming posters. I actually have a... Uh, I have a Mario Kart 8 poster signed by the voice of Mario, uh, Charles oh, nice. Martinet. And it's been sitting in my basement. My, my best friend got it for me. And same thing. I still don't know what to do with it. So You know what I wanted to do <laughs> is I wanted to do like a YouTube video of every single poster I have. Like as kind of... Um, Just to prove... No, 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 just because it would be kind of cool, I think. Yeah. But, you know, just like a time lapse of each poster, you know, get it up on an easel or something like that, you know, and then video and then do the next one. But, you know, that seems like a rather long project. Yeah. Well, we got to talk about this, though, before we, we hit our – we're getting close to our an hour number, right? Yeah, we are. That's true. Yes. So this is – this is uh, I'm going to classify this as a rumor only because Disney has not necessarily confirmed this uh but there's a a book that's coming out it's actually not out yet but uh there's a book about the disney monorail uh coming out that says it's called uh, imagineering a highway in the sky and on the like uh, last page of it on the very last page there's a uh speaking of attraction posters there's an attraction poster on the very last page and it says next stop play uh meaning like the play pavilion uh, and then it says monorail Mark 10 arriving Epcot 2021. So this is not necessarily something they announced, uh, for the play pavilion, but there's apparently now a, uh, monorail, uh, attraction of some sort coming to the play pavilion in Epcot. I don't think money wise it's going to happen. Sorry, everybody. I understand why you'd say that, I, but they have been showing that they're doing work on that pavilion. Uh, so there's been construction workers there. So I don't, I don't know. It would maybe be awesome. Some of it is gonna, maybe it's gonna get scaled back. But mm. that'd I, be cool. I feel that what they're gonna do is it's gonna be kind of like a promo for the next gen monorails coming, like mm. the proper monorails. I feel that it's just going to be like an, basically an advertisement for them that they'll put in the play pavilion. Well, but are, isn't everything in the play pavilion like a? It's it's like a interactive game, right? So like, what? I, yeah, I don't know so what it'll kind be a little. Have with well, this, you, you know how you get like those wooden trains on the track, and you, you know you, you kids just push them around the track. That that's interactive. 
<laughs> that is true. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's going to be physical things in this, right? I'm, I'm assuming this is going to be all digital stuff, right? It's going to be all video game type. I, I can virtually ride the monorail, which is right outside the play <laughs> pavilion. I do wonder what kind of attraction you can have with the monorail. But I mean, listen, I'm excited because I'm a monorail fan, but I, I don't know what they're doing. Monorail needs to be like the Harry Potter train. That would be awesome. Hmm. What, where it has like the windows that uh, yeah, that have cool. stuff happening on the outside? Yeah, that would be actually kind of neat. And I don't think it would be that hard to do. Yeah, you know, they, they could easily do like, a, or not easily, but they could do like an augmented reality thing where like Tinkerbell shows up as you drive by Magic Kingdom or something like that. They've done some patents for like stuff like that recently, I feel like. I feel like we went through some patents on the show of of technology like that where they can easily like have like stuff show up on the windows of vehicles. But yeah, that would be kind of cool. That's that's a neat idea. Yeah. Well, well again, I'm I'm suspecting it's just a and going to be an advertisement for the next gen models, which is fine, but Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Uh, all right. we, we, we hit all of our topics. Look at that. Perfectly paced. We're, we're, we're getting good at this thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, I guess, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll wrap us up. Uh, if uh, you guys want to send us any emails, like how uh, you know Sarah sent us that great uh, um, trip uh, summary and, and all of her learnings, uh, you can email us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. We love... Uh, we love seeing that kind of stuff. Uh, if you want to uh, follow us on social media, uh, you can find us on Facebook as Welcome Home Podcast. Uh, same on YouTube. You can find Welcome Home Podcast. Uh, you know, uh, like the pages, follow, share it. Um, there's also the Welcome Home uh, Disney, Welcome Home Disney Waitlist is the name of our Facebook group. If you're not in the group, you should join the group because we have some great conversations in there and. Uh, and I, I think uh, we, we built a pretty cool community of people that love Disney. And yeah, that's where all the listener questions come from, too. So exactly. if you want to ask us a question, that's a good place to do it. And that's the place where we're, we interact with everybody on that page. So when you post stuff, you're always hearing from one of us at some point. Yeah. And uh, if you wanted to get some Welcome Home merch, you can uh, go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com. And pick up a mug, pick up a shirt, and uh, even a, a mask if uh, if you're needing masks at this point. <laughs> and exactly. and as usual, if you, if you found us on iTunes or um, Spotify or any of those other services, if you can leave us a review, please do so. Uh, we love we love getting those reviews, and uh, they also help us uh, share the uh, the podcast out so more people can see it. Yeah, and uh, of course, uh, don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any place you can find uh, you know podcasts. You can find us. Just search for... Uh, what's the name of our show again, Trevor? <laughs> Welcome Home Podcast. <laughs> just search... <laughs> Just just search for Welcome Home and look for the one that says Disney uh, and DVC. Just completely forgot the name of the podcast for a second there. Uh, <laughs> just a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We're not employed by the Walt Disney Company. And as such, any and all opinions we express on this show are our own. So please consult a DVC representative or Disney cast member for more information about anything we talked about today. Huge thank you, as always, to DVC Resale Market for sponsoring this episode. Go and check them out, please, if you're looking to buy or sell a uh, DVC contract. 
Join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion and, of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. This is Skipper Albert Awal, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. We do a huddle when we hit a chair. How she can cuddle is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a show.